1: And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala.
2: Every night at 6 o'clock, one of the people I admire most is a mentor, Mike Pesci. Judge Mike Pesci. You know what he does? He listens to the radio AM 970, the answer. There's this little show. Alex, what's the name of it? The author, Idala Power Hour. When we were 17, 18 years old, we wrote a song. Having no idea that I was going to have my own radio show. This song is called Radio
3: Man. Wow. <clears throat> this is the first time I'm hearing this, folks. This is this is Friday night. Rapid Pulse. 1980s sensation, playing a song called Radio Man, live and local, 605 New York City, what a night it was, what a day it's been, what a weekend it was, I'm sitting here with Imran Ansari, we're just going to touch on this real quick before we go to some more serious topics, but uh, Imran, you were on stage, played a bunch of songs with Rapid Pulse in front of uh, 200 plus folks at Haswell Green's. What do you have to say, sir?
2: Amazing, amazing experience, and Arthur. I got to thank you and the Rapid Pulse boys for allowing me into, uh, you know, a very sacred musical circle. here. These guys are great musicians. These guys are. Uh, and I'll let you rattle them off, Arthur, and uh, give them props. But it was an amazing, amazing experience to be playing with Rapid Pulse and then on stage, Arthur. That was the most amazing show, and I think we're both riding high still. Very much so. In fact, I almost didn't come to the office today, and I was gonna go take my saxophone and
3: uh, you go know play just, on the street and try <laughs> to make some money.
2: Make some money down in the subways. There.
3: <laughs> so, Sam Bellino, crank it up so they can hear the words right here.
2: Radio man.
3: Radio man. All right, well, we're going to come back at the end of the show. We're going to talk a lot more about Rap and Paul, so we'll bring Imran back. Imran's got to do a couple of interviews. What are you doing interviews on, though? T- January 6th thing?
4: Uh, i got to do Fox
3: 5 On news. what topic?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, That's, That's good. Like, I'm glad he – I'm glad. <laughs> I, I did Bill O'Reilly's <laughs> okay. show today.
3: Uh, Title about 42
2: ju- to remain in place. For okay, now. yeah, yeah.
3: The, the Chief Justice of the United States uh, put that out there. I spoke with Bill O'Reilly earlier today about um, – the January 6th situation. We'll get into that in a little while as well, but I'm going to switch seats with my two partners now. I'm going to have Imran get up from the law firm's other side of my desk at the law firm, and I'm going to have Judge Leventhal sit down because uh, I walked in today, and one of the first words, I, one of the first things I said, I uh, went right into Judge Leventhal's office. I said hello to him before I said hello to anybody in the office, and I said, Judge Leventhal, tell me about Hanukkah because, you know, I am surrounded with with my Jewish brethren And, you know, I spoke to a couple of my Jewish friends and colleagues this morning. I was like, are you working today? They're like, yeah, today's not a real religious holiday. It's more of a celebratory holiday. So without further ado, someone knows a lot more about this than I do. The Honorable Judge John Leventhal.
5: Arthur, thanks for having me on. Get closer to the
3: microphone, sir. What is this, your rookie season here? Thanks for having me on, Arthur. Thank you. All right, let's talk about Hanukkah. Okay. Eight
5: days. It's got something to do with oils and candles. You know what Hanukkah is called, Arthur? No. The Festival of Lights. There we go. Do you go know why it's called the Festival of Lights? Well, you're going to tell me right now. Okay. So we light a candle on the menorah for each of the eight nights. And each night a new candle is lit until the eighth night Hanukkah is concluded. Okay. Now I want to know where it juice, started. This. We Jews start the holidays on sundown of the night before the day. So it was last night. So last night was the first night of Hanukkah. And the history of Hanukkah and its tradition surrounding, they are filled with joy and also fighting because Hanukkah recognizes a terrible period in our history and it's another period when Jews have been <clears throat> persecuted. So what had happened, uh, King Antiochus, his father, Antiochus III, was very good to the Jews, but Antiochus V wanted the Jews to worship Zeus and, and the Greek gods because he was the, the Assyrian uh, Greeks. That's, that's who the Antiochus was king of. And he wanted them to worship them. And when the Jews wouldn't worship them, the, the idols and the Greek gods, he killed a lot of religious Jews and he destroyed the second temple around 160 uh, B.C. or B.C.E. And um, w- what had happened is that in our synagogues, there was always a light on, and there was enough oil for one day, and they went to get oil, and they came back eight days later, and the lamp was still lit with that one day of oil. And that's the miracle uh, of Hanukkah. And, and people forget about this. They had the Maccabees who fought Antiochus or Antiochus, depending how you pronounce it, and fought them, and they were successful... And beating them. So there was always a group who wants to destroy the Jews. So anti-Semitism is not new in this world. There was Haman during Purim. There was Hitler during the Holocaust. And, and, and Antiochus in...
3: And all can decide, who, who during Passover? Who, who, who was running things then? Who was coming after you during Passover?
5: Well, at Purim, there was Verosh.
3: Okay. And during Passover, it was the uh, Pharaoh. Okay. I listen, oh, only on the Idola Power here at A&I and the answer. You go from talking about singing a song called Radio Man with Rapid Pulse in midtown Manhattan on a rainy Friday night to talking about the pharaohs uh, p- passing over the, the Jewish households. Uh, so the uh, eight days, the, the days of those eight candles, that has it's directly a derivative of the story that they left the synagogue they looked at the oil. There was only enough oil there for the candle to burn for a day. And they were going to go find more oil and more provisions. And they came back basically a week later. And somehow or another, the candle was still burning.
5: Right. That's the miracle of the Festival of Lights.
3: And is there any food that's associated oh with my Hanukkah? Oh,
5: God. You gain weight during week. Jelly donuts, latkes, um, and you could have either uh, eat it with uh, applesauce or sour cream, depending on how your mother raised you. And uh, it's all good. These latkes are potato pancakes. And they're fried in oil. All the, You know, it's good for the soul. Maybe not good for you, but it's
3: good well, for the Well, I setup. saw right before you came on, you ate a banana. Not one of the two dozen donuts that we, one of our very fine clients yeah, brought and, to are
5: and, and we're getting <clears throat> some more on Wednesday from some, Wednesday? some of the rabbis.
3: Okay. All right. Well, there you go. You have uh, your little Hanukkah action here from <laughs> Judge John Leventhal. Right after you had my... Brother from another mother, my Muslim brother Imran Ansari here on the Idola Power Hour. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what happened today in Congress, um, Sam Bellino. You might need—I mean, need, I may need to steal a minute from you here.
5: Sure.
3: Um, I watched uh, everything that was. Oh, father! By, by the way, welcome, Sam Bellino. I thank forgot. You, I got so you. caught up with you. You—you you gave me that surprise radio <laughs> man action and threw uh, Imran on the on the radio but you were there you i could see you during the whole time cuz you were standing basically up on stage pretty sure you got a shout out before i even started the whole you show you did i
6: appreciate that and <clears throat> and man can you perform you and imran you guys really really killed it i yeah. loved uh, i loved you jumping on a table too that was a lot yeah, of fun well, to see. We'll,
3: we'll, we'll talk about that at, at, towards the end of the show i don't want to bore everybody with that i do want to talk about what i saw on on the television today and just put it in a little bit of perspective um, as I told Bill O'Reilly today on his show, you know when I, I first get a call that someone got gets arrested and I see read whether it's the complaint or the indictment um, or reading the press release you know it's often like oh my god, my guy is you know totally guilty and there's no way out and ultimately quite often that is not the case that's not how things wind up um, So that's all I'm saying about what happened today is you basically, heard the prosecutor's case. I mean, the Congress people who have done clearly a very thorough job, that's their position. Now, um, if so, the Congress has referred this to the Department of Justice. Logistically speaking, the Department of Justice does not have to do anything. I do not see that being the case. They have... Already appointed a special prosecutor, actually a former uh, Brooklyn uh, Assistant United States Attorney. He was here in the Eastern District. And um, Merrick Garland, the current Attorney General, he appointed this, uh, I believe it's Jack Smith, he appointed him on, um, I think, the day after, or a couple of days after President Trump announced that he was running for election because... It's a conflict of interest to some degree that Merrick Garland, who works for Biden, could be prosecuting President Biden's opponent. So he said, you know what, let me step back and um, have someone who is supposed to be a little more neutral than I am do the investigation. Now, you may be saying, well, hold on, Arthur, that was weeks ago. Congress had not even um, handed this over or referred this to the Department of Justice. But um, they're already investigating the documents that were kept at Mar-a-Lago that were super classified and they were investigating the fact that uh, President Trump raised a fund, a financial fund, uh, I think it was called Save America and the monies are supposed to... So he solicited people, give us money to fight for the election and there's an investigation as to whether those monies were used properly. It's akin to them prosecuting Steve Bannon with the build the wall fund where they raised money to uh, put a border wall up. And then their investigation led them to believe that some of those monies were not used for that purpose. And you can't raise money for tell people, give me a hundred dollars and it's going to be used for this purpose. And then you use it for another purpose. It's a it's a fraud. So they were already investigating Trump, President Trump on these two issues, <clears throat> the fund and on the papers in Mar-a-Lago, when a special prosecutor was designated, and now uh, the recommendation from Congress is merely a recommendation. They cannot insist in any way that the Department of Justice pursue this. Um, but I, you will see after the video they showed today. They showed a very a bunch of clip, clips of many of the witnesses who testified. You know, when you just look at that, that's the prosecutor's case. It's damning evidence. However. Everyone's entitled to uh, you know, uh, retort, and I'm sure President Trump is going to have attorneys who will go through all of this evidence and retort uh, many of the claims. Maybe they'll be successful. Maybe they won't. Um, it's up to this special prosecutor now to take the information that was given to him and probably conduct his own investigation have his own investigators speak to some of these people I will tell you they're talking about charging the president the former president with conspiracy which is not a very difficult charge to indict someone on for sure and then again to convict somebody on so you know this is real if they decide to prosecute now even though there's a special prosecutor the special prosecutor only makes a recommendation to attorney general merrick garland as to whether there should be indictment or not an indictment or which road to go down so ultimately merrick garland will make that decision i will tell you what bill o'reilly said to me was that uh merrick garland will make that decision in collaboration with president biden now that won't happen uh on the record if anything there's any conversation between the President of the United States and the Attorney General about someone getting indicted, you know, that's that's totally improper. But I would go out on a limb and say there are ways for President Biden to convey the message that I don't think it would be in the best interest of the country to indict the former president because it would cause such chaos in the country that I think in the interests of the United States of America as the sitting President of the United States this is not the way to go. Or he can do just the opposite and say, no, it is the way to go. But technically, Merrick Garland is the person who will make that ultimate decision to some degree based on the recommendation of the special prosecutor. But it's a uh, if you watched today, it was riveting television. Um, It was sad television. And only because I wear the hat as a criminal defense attorney. And I know you can't judge a book by its cover. Otherwise, uh, I probably would have shed a tear. We're going to come back. We have a great show ahead of you. Don't go anyway. We'll be right back.
4: Here's the Prilosec OTC. Without Prilosec, I wouldn't be able to enjoy all this yummy holiday food. Speaking of whoever made that apple pie, delicious.
7: Thank
4: you. I just take one pill each morning and zero heartburn all day. So cheers to Prilosec OTC. Ooh, are those jalapeno poppers?
1: Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid that can cause heartburn, so you can enjoy the holidays. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use is directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. New York City's first and only life plan community, River's Edge, will soon be built on a 32-acre campus along the Hudson River just minutes away from Grand Central and Riverdale. River's Edge, a community for adults ages 62 and up, provides peace of mind knowing that if your health changes, your needs can be met seamlessly right where you live. You have a life plan with easy Access to uninterrupted on site care at no additional cost, no matter how your needs change. Rivers Edge, your plan for calm. Call 844 55 River. That's 844 55 River or
6: visit riversedge.org.
3: So, God forbid your husband or wife or significant other is in a hospital or rehab center. It could actually bankrupt you. Uh, the cost of a nursing home is $500 a day, $15,000 a month. Are you frightened about bankruptcy just to pay the medical and facility bills? Don't panic, just call Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at Law. These attorneys know really know their stuff, you know why? Cuz they've helped hundreds of people just like you with the same thing you're going through. They will tell you exactly what you're eligible for. They'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire financial news. So call our friends at Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer at 718 718- They have offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Don't wait. It's never too late. The time to act is now. Call Connors & Sullivan, 718-238-6500. Or go on their website, connorsandsullivan.com, and trust me, after you talk to them, you do your homework with them, you're going to be so glad that you did.
1: Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala. A new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want styling and value are looking at the all new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander and finding Mitsubishi's industry leading 10 year, 100,000 mile powertrain limited warranty and available seven passenger seating makes Outlander an outstanding choice. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for best selection. Let's go! Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732 863 2788.
3: why we play this song when professor dershowitz comes on is because there's no one who can argue with the fact that alan dershowitz does things his way no matter what his lawyers tell him sometimes even no matter what his wife tells him although he tries to listen to her alan does it his way hello professor dershowitz how are you sir
0: Hey, I always listen to my lawyers. I always listen to my
3: wife. I'm a
0: pussycat. Yeah, I know. That. Just tell me what to do, and I'll do it if it's the right thing. But I love Frank Sinatra's rendition of my way. That you know, that's my theme song.
2: And I'm with you. Do you. A well,
0: that, good job on that as well. Yeah,
3: that's, that's why uh, that's why we played it for you. Let me uh, first of all, how was your uh, your time in Israel?
0: It was fantastic. I want to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah and an early Merry Christmas. And uh, Israel was fantastic. I met with the prime minister, the president, the head of this, the head of that, the head of the army, intelligence. I learned a lot. And if I tell you everything I learned, I have to kill you. So I can't tell you everything, but uh, learned a lot of good stuff.
3: So let me just read this to you, um, Professor Dershowitz. I know you'd be interested Jurors in the Harvey Weinstein rape and sexual assault trial have reached a verdict, but they have not read it mm. yet. So mm. we, we could get it while we're <clears throat> we're right here. on uh...
0: That is interesting. Yeah, well, yeah is they've interesting. been out. I Thanks. believe today
3: was the the 10th, um, the 10th day. Yeah. Uh, so it's... you can never, as you know, you can't
0: read tea leaves. It could mean that it's you know, there are complicated charges, and they went through each of them. It could be they had difficulty, but who knows? They have a verdict, so it's not a hung
3: jury. Yeah, No, it's not a hung jury. After 10 days as a defendant, you kind of pray it would be a hung jury in a case of uh, this type. Yeah. But uh, yeah. uh, So, Alan, let me ask something. Obviously, I'm sure you, you watched what happened in Congress today. Um, I, I spoke about yeah. it a little bit earlier. You know, I'll just throw you—I'll throw you the, the the ground ball. What you know? What do you have to say okay. about what you saw today?
0: Well, it's unconstitutional for three reasons. First, Article One of the Constitution gives Congress only the power to legislate, not the power to name names and to refer people to Congress. That's what Joseph McCarthy did. It is wrong. You legislate in general terms. You say anybody who commits this crime or that crime, but you don't name people and refer it to Congress. That. Congress doesn't have the power to do that by a vote of a committee. Second of all, there's a specific prohibition in the constitution against bills of attainder. What are bills of attainder? They were parliamentary acts of the legislature naming individuals for prosecution. And then third of all, the 14th amendment provides only one exception. And that is in cases of insurrection or rebellion, but this referral didn't even operate under the 14th amendment. So it's unconstitutional, and it's another example of let the Constitution be damned as long as we can get Trump. And, uh, look, I'm not a Trump guy. I voted against him twice. I voted against him a third time. And um, But I care about the Constitution more than I care about politics.
3: Well, <clears throat> okay. I hear you loud and clear, and as that answer is probably one that only Professor Dershowitz will hear from him. Um, but— what about the substance of what you heard the substance of you know those clips those little snippets that they put together of all the different witnesses, many of whom you know personally oh, yeah. um, you know basically saying you know Trump was begging it was was first begging then insisting that it was all that it was all a fraud it was all you know the, the, it was was fixed et cetera et cetera
0: as you know that's why I refused to represent him the second time I didn't want to be in any way involved with any claim that the election was not fair. The election was fair. There was a problem in Pennsylvania, but that's the only state I think there was a constitutional problem. And uh, so what he did was wrong, but that doesn't make it criminal. And uh, what we heard was snippets. You know, The committee was such a kangaroo committee. There was nobody on it who was prepared to cross-examine, prepared to call additional witnesses. So one can't really have faith in the Report of this committee contrast this committee, for example, with the nine eleven committee, where you had people from all walks of life, all parties, no partisanship, and everybody respected the conclusions that were reached by the nine eleven commission, but not this one, not this committee. I mean, as you know, uh, the Republicans nominated two people and and Pelosi, who I generally like, uh, vetoed those two people there 's nothing in the rules of the House that allowed the Speaker of the House. To decide that Republicans can't put the two people they want on the committee, then the Republicans shot themselves in the foot by not putting anybody on the committee and allowing the Democrats to pick the two Republicans who turned out not to be real Republicans or, or Trump supporters. So, you know, there's a real process issue. Look, the, the if the snippets are true, then they sh- you know they should be uh, uh, giving some credit. But the conclusions, I would give no credit. I think they came to their conclusions before they, they saw a single witness or heard a single witness.
3: <clears throat> what are your thoughts on, uh, on the Congresswoman Cheney?
0: She's a principled person. Um, you know, I think she's a decent person. She obviously hates Donald Trump, and she is not somebody who cares deeply about the Constitution. For me, the biggest disappointment is Jamie Raskin, my former student, who was a professor of constitutional law at George Washington University. He knows better. He knows that Congress doesn't have the authority to refer cases. He knows that that's what was done during the McCarthy period. But for him, the end of getting Trump is much more important than the means he taught students about the years and that I taught him about when he was my student. So So even
3: though so, Alan, even though they don't have the ability to, let's say, according to you, they can't refer the case to the Department of Justice, but they could they are obviously totally allowed to write a report, correct?
0: Yeah, they can write a report, but it has to be a legislative report about what the legislation should be like. It can't. It can't be a report saying that we name so and so and so and so. That's essentially well, what was the, the fun- nine.
3: Well, what was how do you compare it to the nine eleven report?
0: Well, first of all, the nine eleven report was not done by Congress. It was done by a committee set up by Congress. Um, second of all, it was a general report. It talked about the circumstances leading up to nine eleven. It talked about what the consequences should be. They didn't. Um, As far as I know, they didn't make any referrals. Um, Obviously, the person who wrote about 9/11 ultimately was killed on orders of President Obama, Um, and uh, obviously he deserved to die. Though I think he could have been arrested. Um, It's uh, it's it's an enormously different animal. Um, 9/11 was bipartisan. I think all Americans were so upset. Look, you lost one of your closest friends. You still wear. Uh, a memory your bracelet yeah, your bracelet and you know i know how you feel when you talk about your friend and and uh it was one of the worst events ever um and uh, but it was handled much better after the fact than than the january 6th look january 6th was a disaster it should never happen, but the reaction to it is a disaster too it should never happen so, uh, Alan, what know, what
3: happens now?
0: Right.
3: Let, let, okay, I understand. Alan Dershowitz says two wrongs don't make a right, and and I totally agree with that. But let's now they look. They appointed the special prosecutor, which he had to do, yeah. Um, yeah. for conflict of interest reasons. What happens if this guy says, "Look, I, I whether they referred it to me or not, I heard enough uh, today. I want to speak to some of these witnesses." Uh, who was the chief uh, lawyer, Cipollini, um, the Italian guy who was Trump's main guy there? You know him, Pasquale. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. He was a terrific guy. Yeah, Pat Cipollone. Right. He's a great lawyer. Yeah, right. And and he seemed to be a pretty stand-up guy. I mean, if they if he, they yeah. call in a special prosecutor calls in three or four of these people, I don't need to tell you how easy it is to get an indictment. Uh, oh, sure. What if they got an and indictment against Donald Trump on you know some sort of conspiracy? They might,
0: and you know, as you know, conspiracy is the vaguest of terms, uh, you could get conspiracy indictments and. Uh, as Judge Walkler once said, a grand jury will indict a ham sandwich if the prosecutor wants him to. So it's possible there may be an indictment. My own view is that when you indict the man who's going to be running against the incumbent president, you better have a smoking gun, and it better be very strong, and it better result in a conviction, because otherwise it's going to, it's going to help the guy, number one. Number two, it's going to turn us into a banana republic if we start prosecuting People who are running against the incumbent president. So, for me, it has to pass two tests: the Hillary Clinton test. It has to be much worse than Hillary Clinton, what she did, and it also the the Richard Nixon test. There has to be bipartisan support. Uh, Nixon left office not because the Democrats wanted to impeach him, but because the Republicans were willing to impeach him.
3: What about what about the uh, the fact that I think they said today uh, they they went a hundred and ninety-seven minutes before. Uh, president trump you know did anything despite again we only know i only know the prosecutor side of the version story today which was presented but the whole white house including they said including his own family was begging him and i would imagine that would be his daughter begging him to please go out there and and say something and stop this is that a you know is that an indictable offense
0: no it's not you know it's a it's an omission not an act and for there to be an omission, that's a crime. It has to be fairly well specified in the law. So it's a good reason for not voting for him. It's a good reason for uh, not liking him. Um, and it's a good reason for his family now uh, being in a in a difficult relationship with some members. But it's not a good enough reason for indicting him. You have to find specific mens rea and specific actus reus. Omissions are very, very hard to prosecute. They're easy to indict, but they're hard to get convictions. Well they have that phone call,
3: that. Alan. Professor Derger, they yeah. have that phone call where he's like, I just need eleven thousand votes. Come on, you gotta get me eleven thousand yeah. votes and have yeah, you,
0: you, know, you gotta find me. You gotta find me. So find the me The right. question is whether find means discover votes that already are ready or there but haven't been counted or manufacture. So absent any other evidence, it's ambiguous. If there are two equally plausible interpretations of a statement, find votes that really are there, look hard, or manufacture votes. You can't pick based on something that's as ambiguous
3: as that. And final question, Professor Dershowitz, if if you're Joe Biden... Let's just say there even is a smoking gun and you're the sitting president of the United States, knowing that although Trump may not have enough votes to win an election, but he definitely has millions of people who seem to be diehard supporters. You're the president of the United States who has the best interest of this country at heart. Uh, Do you want to see Donald Trump get indicted, even if even if the evidence is there?
0: It's not enough just for the evidence to be there. There has to be. So such overwhelming evidence that both Republicans and Democrats will say this is a case for prosecution and that no reasonable person will say this was designed to benefit uh, the incumbent president against his opponent. It has to justice not only must be done, it must be seen to be done. And so I do think that uh, the burden is pretty high from what I've seen so far. It hasn't been met. It may be met. And if it is, I'll be on the side of prosecuting it. I'm always on the side of the rule of law. Never on the side of any politician.
3: Okay, well there you have it, Professor Alan Dershowitz. I uh, don't eat too much. Don't don't eat too many latkes. Are you doing any kind of you know big uh, Hanukkah celebration with uh, your family, your Hello grandchildren? family.
0: We do the family. I sing the songs. I eat the latkes. My wife, uh, uh, you know, gets and, and makes delicious stuff, and so you know it's a great celebration. It's not quite uh, having your family over Easter. Uh, that was <laughs> probably the biggest feast. I mean, if Jesus if that had been Jesus' Last Supper, he'd still be eating. Uh, no, it's, uh, there was so much food there. I don't mean to mock anybody's religion, but since the Last Supper was actually a Passover Seder, um, both religions have a stake in that. And uh, But what your family prepared for Easter— was beyond belief. and Well, I hope you know, I'm you
3: know we, we, we like to do a big, and Alan, thanks for swinging by Friday night. You had landed from Israel that morning. You're a real mensch, yeah. and obviously your bride is the best, so.
0: She is the best,
3: yeah. We thank you very much. All right, folks, Alan Dershowitz, we are on Harvey Weinstein Verdict Watch, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. It was a very good year.
1: There's a lot to learn and understand when getting ready to buy a home. Having a right lending team in place who can help is important. The lending experts at Citizens Bank can answer your questions about home borrowing or how to get started with a mortgage pre-approval. Call Citizens Bank at 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank NA NMLS number 433960 equal housing lender.
3: All right, folks, you know, I have been talking to you about the court reporting program at Plaza College for weeks now because court reporters are such an essential part of the legal field. Plaza College has been around since 1916. And not only do they have the school of court reporting, but they have four other schools of study. Yep. Four other schools of study including their new School of Nursing. The accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And you know, I guess as you get a little older, 16 months is like, I don't know, 15 minutes nowadays. (laughs) Time goes by so quickly. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. And not to be outdone, Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's absolutely incredible. If you want additional information regarding these programs or Plaza's other areas of areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu, or email them at info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com.
1: Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idalla. Come experience the all-new 2023 Mitsubishi PHEV, our plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. Bold, capable, electrifying. Reserve yours today. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Freehold Mitsubishi, just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala.
3: Arthur Idala here at 639, Monday night. Um, we're on Harvey Weinstein verdict watch. I mean, a lot of people are like, ah, who cares? And I, I get that. But I'm going to tell you why I care besides my personal relationship with Mr. Weinstein. Um, we are in charge of his appeal um, from his New York case. So hypothetically, if the jury finds him not guilty here, the only thing that's now keeping him in prison would be the New York case. So the appeal really carries a lot of weight. If he gets convicted right now, well, then he's going to win the New York appeal and the California appeal and things just got a lot more difficult. So, um, and look, when you've lived the case, the way uh, I've lived the, this whole Weinstein thing since, when did I mean, in May of 2019? I believe that it would be correct. You know, it's, to say oh, it's no big deal, it's just I would, I would be lying. Anyone who does what uh, we do and does it well, it, you get caught up in it. You get caught up in it emotionally. Sometimes you lose objectivity because you get so caught up on it. That's why I like to keep people around mm-hmm. who I hope are a little more objective than I am. Um, but while we wait for the verdict, um, let's talk on a Monday night, Motoring Monday, to Lauren Fix. And we're going to talk about Lauren's favorite topic because everyone knows who listens to this show Lauren loves electric cars. She wants the whole world to be electric. She wants to get rid of all any kind of alternative fuel except electric cars. So, Lauren Fix, go ahead, take it away. Tell us why electric cars are the wave of the future.
4: They're not. And as a matter of fact, what's interesting, and that you're so funny, because he's obviously playing with me, but the truth is, uh, I don't believe that is the only option. I think that it's being forced on us by the government. And if you don't want an electric car, you shouldn't buy one. if you want one, you should be able to buy one. But there are some things you need to know about. And it's funny, because some manufacturers have jumped on board 100%. We're in, 100%. While others are like, Well, we're going to do some, like, for example, BMW. They're going to do some gas, some hybrid, and some EVs. Uh, Other manufacturers like Toyota are doing the same. Where General Motors says, oh, we're going to go 100% electric, and they've already backtracked on that by saying, you know, diesel really is smart when you're talking about three-quarter ton, one-ton, big truck. They don't want to lose those sales to the other two domestics who do sell uh, that So, I mean, you really have to look at the market, what people are buying. And although more people are buying electric because there's an incentive, the average person is not. They just can't afford it. The average cost of an electric car is $66,000. Insurance is higher, and you still got to pay for the energy. And by the way, before we went on the air, Oslo, which is another country, I know that, they just doubled the price of their electrical charging during the day and at night, and it now makes it more expensive than diesel. And gas, when so they use diesel mostly in cars, there. very interesting.
3: Well, um, all I can tell you is every commercial I see on television uh, right now, it's all about the electric, 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 electric. So, Yep, that's um, all the pushing. To, didn't they just ban, like, electrical bikes in homes now because there was just a big fire and they're blaming that on an electrical uh, bicycle? You Are you hip to that?
4: Yes, I am. And that happened in New York City. Um, they've had a lot of issues. In a lot of apartment buildings, you cannot plug in scooters or e-bikes because they're catching fire. Why is that? And I think it's important to know: lithium batteries uh, that are used in these bikes have two electrodes. And I won't get technical, I promise. But there's fluids inside. And as any battery is charging and draining, there's all kinds of ions. I'll talk about general electricity. So it's highly combustible. So you leave it plugged in, you forget about it, the battery cell overheats, you have a fire. And it's not just a big fire, it's not just a small fire, it's a huge fire. It's called a thermal runway. So once it starts, it just keeps lighting up the next cell. And the same thing happens with cars. Uh, We've seen a lot of cases where people do buy electric cars. They decide, I'm going to put in my own EV charging station. It's easy. No, you need a certified electrician so you don't have situations like this. Uh, all across the country, I'm hearing about stories, especially in very old homes, where they just have it installed. So nobody, you know, plug it in the wall, it'll work. And then their house catches fire, and then you have a much bigger issue than your car catching fire. All
3: right, Lauren. Well, I, I we know where you stand. I just want to take a moment to uh, wish you a happy, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. I don't know what else anyone in the world celebrates these days. A happy New Year. <laughs> And thank you for uh, being a regular here on the i Power Hour all throughout 2022. Uh, I always enjoy our conversations. And maybe the next time you come in January, we'll just talk about some gas vehicles. How's that sound?
4: That sounds like a deal. I'm going to be test driving a whole bunch of new, very cool cars. And I have them all on my Car Coach Report's YouTube channel, as well as information on used car values, which are not going to recover until 2025. So if you want to know about that, just check out my YouTube channel. You'll see all the info there. All
3: right. Thank you so much, Lord Fix. Merry We're Christmas. A quick, Merry Christmas. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with our last and final segment of a Monday night.
1: Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala. a new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want styling and value are looking at the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander and finding Mitsubishi's industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty and available seven-passenger seating makes Outlander an outstanding choice. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for best selection. Let's go. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788.
8: ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384. That's the number to order Relief Factor. And the uh, Relief Factor relieves you of joint and muscle pain. It is a miracle supplement. I can't, I don't know what the word completely safe is. I don't want to be liable. It's so safe, I don't think there's a limitation on the amount of time you could take it. Try it for three weeks because they say you'll know in three weeks If it doesn't work in three weeks probably will work. They say that. $19.95. So if you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you. It has for about 70% of the half million people who've tried it and they've ordered more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF, the number 4-RELIEF, to find out about this offer. Feel the difference.
3: It is December the 19th it's the end of the year can you believe this this is the last full work week then there's the following week which is hopefully gonna be a chill week and then it is New Year's Eve now I can tell you uh, I don't have New Year's Eve plans but I'm with a one-year-old and a six-year-old it's eh, the New Year's Eve is part is not as big as the New Year's Day part when we do the polar bear plunger Coney Island but If you have the opportunity to make real plans like adult plans, why not sail into 2023 on board the Atlantis yacht? The Atlantis of New York cruises is hosting a fabulous New Year's Eve party that is guaranteed to impress. It is the best place for a 360 degree view of the New Year's Eve fireworks. Event itinerary includes hors d'oeuvres and gourmet buffet, premium open bar featuring a gold bar with festive New Year's Eve cocktails, and live DJ entertainment, and don't forget the free-flowing champagne. Speaking of New Year's Eve, I can't think of a better place to pop the question to that special someone in your life other than the Atlantis yacht. Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with every detail to make sure you will have a night you will never forget. Tickets are going fast. For more information or to buy tickets, visit NewYorkCruises.com, NewYorkCruises.com, or call 718-646-8083.
1: If you're a small business, your expertise is taking care of customers. Our expertise is saving you time and money. We're the state's New Jersey Business Action Center. NJ Back. Get answers about government resources that can help you grow and thrive. From how to be a vendor with government to your business to finding capital. We've got your back at the back. Call us at 1-800-JERSEY-7. That's 1-800-JERSEY-7. This message sponsored by the New Jersey Business Action Center, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Kevin McCullough is next on AM970, The Answer.
3: Well, Friday night was a night I will never forget for the rest of my life, as long as I have my wits about me. Um... You know there are things in life that um, I guess you don't see coming I don't, you don't see happening um, and doing a reunion of a band that I started well I wasn't I, they were there first the three guys Glenn, Boyle and Munch they were called The Keys and then I joined them and we became Rapid Pulse and we played a lot in high school and college um, that's me singing I will tell you that uh, one of the reasons why I don't have any kind of a criminal record I never really got in big trouble was because of the band I say that with all sincerity Um, We were so committed to it We would rehearse and practice like crazy And play gigs at CBGB's and The Bitter End and Kenny's Castaways And places all over the city and Brooklyn and upstate New York Um, We wrote all our own music We never played one cover song And to recreate that uh, this past Friday night in a beautiful venue, Haswell Green with two hundred over 200 people there and there would have been more if the weather was nice my poor friend, buddy Noel got into a car accident on his way down people who were supposed to be coming in from deep in Suffolk County and deep in Jersey were like, oh, it was going to take us four hours to get there um, it was magical and I could only hope that The feeling that I had coursing through my veins and and my brain that night while I was on stage immediately thereafter. Listen to Imran. Let let him hear Imran for a second there. That's Imran Ansari, who you hear on AM 970 on Thursday nights, playing saxophone. Unbelievable. Now here's Cliff playing lead guitar. Cliff up. Now those two guys obviously were in the band almost 40 years ago, but they jumped on stage with us. We practiced for quite some time from September until now, and uh, that feeling that I had on stage, off stage, the next morning, for everyone I I, I know and care about, I, I hope at some point in your life. You could feel that feeling of um, satisfaction, accomplishment, joy, happiness, love. All right, all right. You hear me? Okay, I'm starting to call out people. Sam give me a little volume. I need
2: a uh, in, in the air. In
3: the air. Let's Got everyone go. Clapping.
2: night you can. remember where was your red sweater did you know that I had it I was waiting for it to talk
3: we got everyone clapping it's a Friday night it's December it's the holidays everyone had been in the bar for two hours so they were feeling good and we were having so much fun
2: Top, waiting for the red for red sweater, talk red sweater,
3: talk red sweater, talk jump off and to see all of your friends my dad sitting in the front row smiling ear to ear with his video camera my mom was off to my left with her red boa i saw joni joni's parents you know the songs that we wrote in the late 80s when some of the interns that worked for us weren't even alive and marianne was standing right in front of me uh videoing and taping it um, I got to thank Andy Gladding, who's the engineer at AM 970. He got there early. He plugged right into uh, the, the – the. that's why you were able to hear this. This is the first time I heard it, folks. I wish you could see my face, how happy I am. Um, and even in uh, radio, man, Andy taped all of these live, and Sam Bellino was the DJ for the first two hours. Everyone was there. Sam it was it was all it was. Sam all eighties music. Everyone was like, this, "These are the greatest songs." most of the people in there, the average age was like forty five to fifty five. So it was all the music uh, that we knew. And Sam Bellino, you were, uh, and so was Joan. Like, you never experienced that and, or me in that way before. What What was your takeaway? Yeah, we've takeaway? seen
7: you nutty before. <laughs> not like, not like, you've never seen me singing not on like stage? That. Like, well, I've been to Cave Hill, though.
3: Yeah, but not, it's not like that. But
7: it's different. It's well, different
3: when I'm singing a Frank Sinatra song than a song that I wrote when I was 15 or 16 years old.
6: One thing I have to say that was quite evident when you were on stage is how much fun you and the guys were having. It was oh, yeah. all over your face, all over every band member. Uh, you know, you guys look like you were polished, like you've been doing this for years. I mean, yeah. it was a reunion show, but you guys sounded really good. And I think the the quality of the stuff that Andy recorded, you guys could release an album, maybe get signed.
7: <laughs> I'm, not- I'm just wondering when the next gig is because I need another
3: like a part two. Yeah, I'll, 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 that's up to Mary. <laughs> you know, we did. We would rehearse every Sunday morning. And look, if there's a lesson, I don't want to make this all about me. If there's a takeaway from this is if there's something you want, if there's a dream that you have, and, and the person who made the dream come true is our friend from grammar school. We, the main people in this band, Rapid Pulse, we went to kindergarten together. I sat next to the drummer in first grade. Um, Kenny and then, Munch. And Kenny Munch. And then uh, Julio Rosa, um, who I'm pretty sure has been on this show, um, he came to me and, and said, look, can you? Um, it's going to be 30 years since I went on my first date with my wife. Uh, And we went to see Rapid Pulse play at a place in Brooklyn. Do you guys think you could do a little reunion gig? And this was, I don't even know when, February, March? And we had always talked about it and thought about it. But, you know, time is not my best friend. I got a lot going on. But I said, you know what, Julio? This is the excuse. We're all 55 years old. We're not getting any younger. The last time we played it was in 2005 in honor of Joe Hassan, who you just heard Alan Dershowitz speak about, my best friend who I lost on 9-11. And uh, it, to those of you out there who have a dream, whether it's I, I want to run a marathon or once in my life or a half marathon or I want to write a book or a poem or try to my own podcast, find the time. Um, it's the gratification the satisfaction as as Sam Bellino just said the joy the happiness and it's not just me being up there it was looking down at everyone and the joy they had you know mike sabella walked into the office here my my partner on the other side of the wall i mean he gave me the biggest hug he's like today it's like three days later he's like that was the best time and to make other people happy it's one of the joys in life. Yes,
7: geez. I have to add to this conversation because I had the best time. And what was so beautiful about that night was seeing all different people from all walks of your life, from your friend Donna from Chicago to Alan Dershowitz to Rosanel, my parents, who had to go to McDonald's afterwards because my mom had a couple of little cocktails. I'm calling around on the air. I mean the joy Mary Hassan dancing with me with Imran's wife and Imran's sister Sumira and, and the, I and the AM nine What about Ann? What and what about Alex skating all over Alex the place? skating all over Matt doing an amazing job. Jerry Foley job. showed up. J- Doug Jabara. Jerry I hope you also Foley. looked
6: up and saw the balcony. Everyone on the, the second Everyone deck was also in watching the place, you.
7: From from the twenty year olds to the eighty year olds, and Mary and your wife, a shining in white, right in the middle, glowing. All well, she cared about was your happiness. Again,
3: I. I and I, it was a beautiful. I, I don't mean to make this the author dollar ego trip. If no, there's any, if there's, there's anything, not. if there's a takeaway to so those of you who are listening, if there's something you really want to do and do you've been, it. and you've been putting it off, find the time, find the energy, find the joy, and and and, and just go for it. Just make it happen. Um, tomorrow night we have another great show for you. We're going to be live this week, so um, stay tuned. There is still no. Um, there still no is no verdict in the Harvey Weinstein case. It'll be read right any minute. So go listen to Kevin McCullough. He'll give it to you. Bye bye.
1: The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi.